Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. We're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard, and we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hey girl, so last time we kind of talked about this a little bit in, um, when we were talking about diets, right, mm-hmm. and how all diets work to a certain degree, um, but we, we started talking about the all or nothing mentality and how people tend to start over on Mondays, right, or they're, they do really well by following their meal plan Monday through Friday or whatever, and then they just blow it on the weekends and start over because it's got that expiration date on it if you will. So I wanted to talk today about that mentality and how the the diet industry has set us up for failure. Yeah. So the real issue is that people get this idea that um, they can go on and off diets just because of how the diet industry has glamorized these meal plans Mm. or these diet plans. Um, And the idea is that I have to eat this way forever. Well, only if you want the weight loss to be permanent. You can't do something temporarily and expect the byproduct to be permanent. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I don't believe in nutrition by omission of any food group. Yeah, for sure. Because all of them are vital. Yeah, yeah. You you need them all to to be a well-rounded, healthy individual, right? Um. But like, so let's talk about a couple of the things that glamorize these diets, like um, social media or um, Biggest Loser. We were oh, talking about gosh, that yeah. earlier. Don't, <laughs> so, I don't know if we have enough time for I know. me to, to talk about Biggest Loser. I know, but like the idea that they give you, like you, and I don't watch it. I haven't watched it in years. I mean, you might know a little bit more about it than I do. Yeah. So I used to watch it when it first came out. Like I think everybody did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I think it went off the air for quite a long time. I'm not really sure, but it came back recently. Um, and so the husband and I sat down and watched it and we had really high hopes because we had heard some good things. Like they had made some changes because as you know, or you may or may not know, but most of the contestants have gained back all of the weight and then some, Yeah, their metabolism is shit. Yes. Um, their hormones are jacked up. They're worse off than they were before. So when I'd heard they'd made changes, they were really focusing on habits and all of that stuff. I was like, okay, this is going to be good, right? We sat down and watched it, and girl, I was pissed. I did a whole Facebook rant on it. They are making three, four. (laughs) (laughs) They are making three, four hundred pound people do box jumps, boot camps. They're puking (laughs) in the buckets on the first episode. Red faced, can't breathe, and as you know, as a personal trainer. That's the last thing people need to be doing. That's the last thing anybody needs to be doing, right? That is so dangerous. And I don't care if they have doctors on the shows. Like, you people know better. You should know better than that. So, you know, they're doing these ridiculous workouts. It's like, all these people need to do is just get them walking. Let's get them off the couch, right? And let's start cleaning up their diet a little bit. Or let's add in an extra serving of vegetables. Something minor like that, right? But no, they have them doing these ridiculous workouts they're working out for hours a day and eating at an extreme caloric deficit. And it's glamorized, like you said. Yeah. It, 
it breaks my heart. That just blows my mind because they're not going to be doing box jumps at home or no. all those crazy workouts. And they're not going to be doing any kind of extreme dieting when they get home. So, no. of course, they're going to gain back the weight. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't relearn any no. healthy habits. Like, they no. didn't. I mean, they're st- they still have all those bad habits that they had before, which is what you need to fix in order to live a healthy lifestyle right. long term. Right. It's not. It's not just the diet. When you, when you're trying to make that lifestyle shift, it's not just the diet. It's not just the exercise. It's so much mental, emotional baggage, and just a ton of other things that have nothing to do with food. Yeah. You know. You got to get to the root cause. Exactly. And obviously. You're not going to be able to fix that overnight. No, and you can't do it with a diet either. No, (laughs) no, because it's not... We're human, and we have an emotional tie to food. Mm -hmm. And until you can have a healthy emotional tie to food, it's not... You're not going to be able to fix the issue. You're so right. You're so right. But I, I think we've been... I mean, we talked a little bit about the obesity... Why can I not say that word? Obesity. <laughs> Obesity <laughs> epidemic um, last time. And I think we need to talk about kind of what really kicked it off and why we're at the point we're at now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think we kind of have a little bit of an advantage to those generation that's younger than us, right? Because we're 80s babies. Mm-hmm. And so when we grew up, processed food was was definitely there mm-hmm. but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now yeah right um and it's made a huge difference i mean i can't tell you growing up in school do you remember how many overweight kids were in your classes oh it was like so minimal oh yeah and usually they weren't they weren't obese like they are no. now they were husky right yes. they were the true definition of like they've got some chub on them they've got oh and the big bone like you right, know right like, right Maybe right. a little bit of baby fat. Yeah, like, but it the, actually seeing a um, a really overweight child when we were growing up was extremely rare. Yeah. And now just go to the mall or go to the grocery store and I see these babies waddling and it breaks my oh, heart. I, it breaks my heart. I went to, I think it was Target the other day and there was probably, this kid must have been like, six or seven mm-hmm. and the kid weighed more than me I could tell by just Aww. looking at them and I seriously wanted to cry yeah it's it, yeah well that, mm. one in four I mean these statistics are from like I think a year ago but one in four kids is obese God. and there's no one reason in four so 25 percent of the population of children are obese, not and overweight. Obese. Obese. And that is not okay. And and I think we could go on a whole other tangent on that, <sighs> but I don't want to piss people off. But but it, it's a good point because let's look at how things have changed, right? Oh, yeah. Look at our lifestyle from, you know, us being 80s and 90s kids. We were outside all the time. We were constantly playing. We weren't in front of screens all day long. Um, we had more home-cooked meals. Yes. Right. Yes. Even though those processed foods were becoming m- more not prevalent, but th- and what's the word I'm looking for? More common. Yeah. But those processed foods, I think we need to talk about kind of why they came about. Yeah. And they came about because food companies were looking at ways 
of cutting cost. Mm-hmm. So they were finding those fillers. So you're not even getting real food right. in those processed foods. It's like synthetic chemical mm-hmm. junk mm-hmm. that you're getting in there. So you can imagine. It's like almost if you took um, Excedrin or Tylenol every day as part of your diet. Okay, that just, it can't be good. Right. So basically those little pills are no different than those processed foods, in my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now bring us into like the 90s. So instead of blaming it on the processed foods, they're blaming it on fat. You know, that whole fat-free. Oh, the fat-free craze. Yes. The fat whole fat, is bad. Yeah, fat is bad. Don't yeah. eat fat. Fat um, makes you fat. Yes, fat makes you fat. Yes. Eggs. Have fat in them. They've right. got cholesterol. Right. Stay away from eggs. Eggs are good. Yes. But eggs are bad. Yes. Oh, eggs are good again. <laughs> <laughs> and then we shifted from, oh, it's not fat that's making you fat anymore. It's uh, carbs. Yeah. Carbs are bad. So stay away from carbs. Yep. Oh, wait, wait. Now it's not carbs. It's just sugar. Yep. Sugar's bad. Sugar's the so devil. So this whole time, we're cutting out things in our diet. And you're doing that extreme thing again. And you're doing the extreme thing. Right. Again. Um, that all or nothing, and this it brings us to present day where we have this epidemic where right. everyone is suffering in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. If you're not overweight, you have a parent that's overweight, or you have a child that's overweight, mm-hmm. or something, or mm-hmm. you're struggling with with that instead of listening to your body, right? To what it's telling you, right? And and, you know, the other thing with these processed foods, and don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. We we don't eat perfectly. We have, oh, there's, no, we go, don't Go either. check my pantry, yeah. right? <laughs> but the, the other thing that people don't realize with these processed foods is um, that, yeah, you're replacing it with chemicals, right, which isn't good. But our food quality is not what it used to be even just 30 years ago. Oh. I think it takes... Gosh, I could be wrong on this, but I think it takes like eight oranges, like today's oranges, to equal the same amount of vitamin C in one orange from like 40 years ago. And I'm not surprised. That's insane, that. It is right? insane. It is insane. Yeah. So we've got more processed chemical-laden foods on our shelves, right? And the food that we, the whole food that we are getting isn't as nutrient-dense as it used to be. We're more sedentary. We're in front of screens all day. Mm-hmm. We don't have active, you know, skilled labor type jobs. Um, we're overstressed. We don't sleep like we should. And it's like, no wonder we're, we're going down this path. And then that makes us think, like with the way the industry is, well, you have to be this extreme. You have to do all or nothing if you want to make these changes then, you know? Yeah, which it doesn't have to be that way. No. It, it shouldn't be that way. No, no. But, I mean, yes. We, we need to exercise because if you look at our ancestors from years ago, they didn't go to the gym and exercise. No, they did. They were farmers or yeah. they were hunters and gatherers and their exercise was capturing their food or right. farming their food. Right. Or which, hand washing their clothes in the river all yes. day long. Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and we don't have that now. Right. So <laughs> that's why you need to do that. Why you need to exercise. And... The food that we put in our mouths, you know, it's not as pure as it used to be. Right. It's not as clean. So it's, and that's where it comes in for you to, as an individual to have to educate yourself on right. what you're putting in your body. It's reading those labels, um, staying up to date on 
um, how your food is being raised, whether mm-hmm. it's animal products or dairy products, just paying attention to where you're getting your stuff from. Mm-hmm. Know where your local grocery stores are getting their food from. Right. Um, you know, or if you're getting your eggs from a farmer, which I am all about the farm fresh mm-hmm. eggs, but make sure that you know what they're feeding their chickens. Right, right. Are they so. feeding them ground up pork or something? Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, so y- you said all of that, which I totally agree with, right? But that can be overwhelming. Oh, so to much. just most people because you don't know where to start. And, and that's kind of wrapped up in, again in that all or nothing. And to me, that's further confirmation that it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? So instead of looking at, okay, now I need to read labels. Now I need to figure out what farm my chickens are coming from. And I need to figure out what diet they're feeding the chickens and, and all these things. Instead of taking that all in approach, pick one thing, Mm -hmm. one thing like baby steps. Cause I've done the whole deprivation, like competition style diet where I was legitimately eating tilapia and broccoli for Mm -hmm. about four meals a day out of Tupperware. And I would eat it cold because it got to the point where it just tasted like nothing. Yeah. And it was just what I had to do. Right. That's exhausting. Oh, Oh my gosh. It's exhausting. Um, It's not healthy either. Yeah. It's miserable. It's not healthy. Um, but so I've been, I've done all that. I've done keto, you know, I've done all the things I've been like super strict, never missed a workout, never missed this, you know, was on point with everything. And it really takes a toll on you mentally. And I skipped social, social situations because I couldn't figure out what the food was going to be. And I couldn't calculate that in my fitness pal. And if I couldn't calculate it, then I was going to get fat. I was going to gain the weight back. Um, so you missed out. I did. Yeah. Life. Exactly. Because I was the all or nothing mentality. Instead, what I've learned through years of those struggles and then training clients and, you know, education and all that is just pick one thing to start. Like, you can't expect to go from sedentary to, I'm going to do a Tough Mudder on Saturday. <laughs> like, I, I'm yeah. in. I'm, I'm just going to do this, right? Yeah. I'm eating nothing but leafy greens and steak, and I'm all in. Like, it doesn't work like that. You, you, I, I advise my clients, I imagine you do the same, um, kind of, let's start with one thing. What's oh, one yeah. little thing you can change? So like, what do you, what do you suggest to your clients that comes to you and they, they know nothing? (laughs) Well, so if they don't, I do give them a brief little education Mm -hmm. and I give them some information to read on their own, but we look at, we take a look at their overall diet, Mm -hmm. their overall meal plan, um, what they're eating day to day, what things that they struggle to do without. Mm. So for example, I had a client, um, that started with me recently. This person, she drinks two to three sodas a day, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of sugar Mm -hmm. and a lot of junk. I didn't make her, or I don't make my clients do anything, but we agree upon goals. And one of the things we agreed upon, and I made sure that she signed off on it to, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to, because otherwise they need to take ownership. Absolutely. So we limited it to one a day. Mm -hmm. And then once we got through a week of one a day, we saw how she did. Mm -hmm. And she did amazing. Like, she's like, she's like, this is, this is like nothing. I mean, like, yes. And so 
the next week, our goal was to limit it to three times a week. Okay. So she had three times a week, and we saw how she did. Right. And so far, it's she's all trial doing, and error. Yes. Yeah. And then we added in sometimes, depending on the client, depending on each individual, we that will determine how many goals we mm-hmm. work on. Sometimes sure. it's one, sometimes right. it's five. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on the goals and their ability. Mm-hmm. But it's all about making those. It's those teeny tiny little steps. And why it's so individualized. Yeah. yeah. You can't. That's why the all or nothing mentality, the fad diets, the it doesn't work. Right. Because it'll work in the moment. It'll, it'll work for as long as you do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's not long-term sustainable. I mean, yes, all of these diets will work yeah. for someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. But will they work long-term? Right. More than likely not. I can't speak for everybody. Right. But more than likely not because you're not changing the habits that are that cause right. the issues to begin with. Exactly. You, talk, you talked about a client that had um, drink too much soda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have one and I wanted, to t- I wanted to bring this person up just because I feel like some people feel like they have too much to overhaul and they get overwhelmed and it's like, I just can't do this, mm-hmm. right? I'm a lost cause. I had one who literally did not drink water. The only water she consumed was when she brushed her teeth every day. Oh, gosh. Okay? I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. So, for her, we started with, you know, those little bitty bottles of water. They're like the little eight-ounce ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we started with. She had to get eight ounces of water in over the course of 24 hours. That was it. And, girlfriend, it was a struggle. Oh, I'm sure. It was a struggle. Um, after that, we worked up to like the, what is it? The 16 ounce bottle. And, mm-hmm. and that took several weeks to, to become normal for her. But I'll never forget. She walked in one day and she said, um, my, my pee is not bright yellow anymore. <laughs> and it like, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I did. It didn't even occur to me just because yeah. I've been doing it for so long. Right. Um, But, like, that was a huge aha moment for her. Mm -hmm. She had no idea. But it's just proof that there's always something small you can change. Like, you don't... She thought she was going to come in and I was going to tell her, well, now you have to eat broccoli and kale and, um, you know, bananas every day. And that's all you can eat. And no more soda. scary. It is scary. Nobody... I don't... Don't take away my stuff. Right? Well, we have such a connection to food. Like, we've talked about. Yeah. And yes, you know, we, everything revolves around food. We, mm-hmm. we celebrate success around food. Oh, you got an Ann or a pork card. Let's yeah. go out for Let's ice go cream. Let's get some Froyo. <laughs> and you know, so you have a bad day. Oh, well, Ben and Jerry's is right yeah, over yeah. there. You know, um, we, you know, our big holidays, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas, we have all of it's planned around food. Right. That's just how, that's just how we've evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to take that away, like, you're going to take all my enjoyment out yeah. of life. Because I feel like it's the one thing that we can control. I think that's why people are so mm-hmm. wrapped around it is because you can control what, what gets put in your mouth. Absolutely. Because you're the one doing it. Absolutely. You may not be able to control necessarily so much what happens afterwards. Right. But <laughs> you can control that part. Right. So it's just, it's yeah. an ongoing battle struggle that we all deal with at some point yeah. in time. And there's something that, um, another podcast that you and I both listen to that, that he preaches a lot and I love, um, 
sometimes you just need to enjoy food for the hedonistic value of the food, right? Because that comes with bonding time with that person that you're eating with or, you know, family time or memories. Like there's certain things that I know um, my parents will make around the holidays that I only get at Christmas and Thanksgiving or Easter or it's my grandmother's recipe. And you know what? I'm going to freaking enjoy it and not feel guilty about it. And you should. And you should. That's living life. But you can't do that if you have the all or nothing mentality. Yeah. No, my mom, every year, my birthday, she makes me this strawberry shortcake and it's got like Cool Whip and Angel Food Cake and Jello and all these things that lots of sugar and just like awesome. It it actually is. But I I want to know why I wasn't invited to your birthday. (laughs) Enjoy the heck out of that cake every year on my birthday. And like um it's once a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and that's not the only time I eat right right, right. yeah like that. But you can't and with our kids like, yes, I am all about eating healthy, um, teaching them to eat healthy, but we have some junk in the pantry, like yes. Halloween candy, yes. um, Valentine's Day candy. Mm-hmm. I put it in a bag up in the pantry mm-hmm. and then do, they get to, you know, ha- enjoy it from time to time. I hate right. to reward them right. for good behavior, right. but... Uh, let's be honest. Yeah, if you're not bribing your kids at some point in time, you're you're not even a real mom. Yeah. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. So, but I feel like if I deprive my kids at this point of getting those things like if you know chips, mm-hmm. um, candy, ice cream, when they get older and they're able to have that whenever they want, Absolutely. they can probably go crazy on it. And they're kids; they should be able to yeah. enjoy the food they're eating. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, I know I have a coach that I still go to things on because I don't know it all. I'm not perfect. And sometimes we get too close to a situation and we need that outside help. Right. And that's why you do your nutrition coaching and I do my health coaching. It's for people that are really struggling or not even necessarily struggling, but just don't know where to start. Right. Right. Yeah. Or people that are tired of the yo-yo dieting or reading all the things and just like, oh, my God, I, I'm a lost cause. I don't know what to do. Um, that's why I think it is super important to get that guidance. Yeah. And both you and I have talked about it. We don't we we don't want our clients to become 100 percent reliant on us for the rest of their lives. Right. We want to educate them, give them the tools that they need in order to be able to do this for themselves. Right. We just give them that starting point, that foundation. Right. Because what did we say when we gave a presentation the other day? It's like, if if they need us forever, we're not doing our job. Right. Right? We need to be giving them the tools to do it on their own. And that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast. If you're looking for more ways to connect, you can find us on our Facebook page at Beyond Fit Mel Bree or on Instagram. Bree is at Hope Faith Get Fit and you can find Mel at Mel Hammonds. Thank you so much and we'll catch you on the next episode.